You are listening to Senior Style Guide's Real Talk Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Black. We hope you enjoy today's episode and be sure to hit that follow button so we can connect. like to touch upon something that I have noticed in the industry, the pros and cons with senior teams. Should you have one or should you not? And Michelle and I both have different experiences and opinions on this. So we're just going to kind of touch on our pros and cons with our senior teams. Michelle, do you want to start out? Tell us a little bit about your team. Yeah. Okay. So for my team, I... Um, I've touched upon this in other conversations that we've had, but I really wanted to kind of start a senior photography business pretty much out of nowhere. And I wasn't established in my community as a photographer. So it's not like I had other clients that I could then say, oh, by the way, I'm doing seniors now. Bring your seniors to me. So I was really starting from square one. Um, So I looked into the senior team concept as a way to establish myself in my community and actually to start getting clients. Um, And I started off by doing a model call and I was upfront that I was going to be giving information about my model team. Um, And the very first one I did like that was a bust and nobody showed up. So that was my moment of, well, like, is this going to work or should I look at you know, another way of doing this, but I'm glad I gave it another shot because the next time I tried, I was able to get a model team going and I just changed a few of my strategies. Um, where was I going with all this? (laughs) Whether or not you should have a model team. Yes, yes, yes. Now that you're established and down the road. Right, right. Okay. So being established and down the road, um, the answer is no, I will not be continuing with a model team. And really, that kind of just goes back to the pros and cons that you alluded to a few minutes ago, (laughs) Um, that there are definite pros and cons. And I think there's, for me anyway, there was a time and a place for it. And that time has passed. Um, So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. I have been working with model teams for a little over 10 years. Wow. And I have a tween and teen team. I actually love it. But there are a lot of cons with it. There, there are those times that you're thinking, why am I doing this? And then I give myself the little pep talk. Yeah, I like to have fun with them. I enjoy it because I'm working with kids middle school through senior year. So they're essentially growing up in front of my lens. And I've, I've learned to fall in love with all the moms. And I've watched the kids grow up. And it's, it's been really neat. So I view that as the pro. I also view it as it, I don't want a ton of clients. I am not the photographer who wants a hundred clients. I want 30 because I'm busy with senior style guide and everything else. And my kids, let's be honest. My kids are, they keep me busy. It's nonstop. And so, you know, those are the pros that I view the cons. The only problems I've had have been with moms who I didn't scream properly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I've had in the last 10 years, three moms 
that have been diva moms. And, you know, they get upset. Well, my daughter wasn't in this ad or my daughter isn't posted as much as XYZ to the point that they'll even call the other mom. Like we talked about this at lunch today and you you were like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, that blew my mind. And I think as far as thinking of the hundreds of people that you've had on your teams over the years, considering you've been in business for that long, three's not bad. No, but the I three mean, were very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes one person uh, to, yeah, you know, yeah. stay up there in your brain and and it, it it's not bad because especially since my entire essence of my crew is an experience for the moms, I cater to the moms more than I cater to the kids. Mm. So it's tough, but I'm noticing a trend in the industry. People are abandoning their teams. So what's your take on that? Well, it is interesting because I didn't even really know what other people were doing with their teams. I kind of just came up with my own decision to not continue with teams. So I can really only speak for myself. Um, but what I was finding is that I just I guess from like my own personality um, and and the way that I like to do business, I find that I can get kind of resentful with clients um, when they are always asking for more and more and more. And if I'm resenting my clients and they don't feel like they're getting what they want from me, then that's that's never a good thing to have in business. So um, I've tried a couple different ways to, you know, try to be much more clear about what my model team offers and, um, you know, put everything in contract and that does help, but I much prefer to have a really incredible experience with somebody and then have them go and tell everybody what an incredible experience was and then not develop that relationship really more than that other than maybe you know I shoot with their with their sibling or something at that point I, I don't know um it's and it's not that I don't like forming relationships with my clients I I love the experience and I love you know getting to know people like that's so fun for me but I guess I get bored and <laughs> I don't want to keep shooting the same person over and over I understand that. That is a problem. And it is something that it's really difficult, especially if you get them from sixth grade through senior year, you have to make sure that it is different every single year. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> so that's why I think it can really be, um, you know, there are pros and cons in general. And then there's also the personality too. Like, what do you enjoy about that? And like you said, you know, there's times when you've had to give yourself pep talks, but you fall back to remember why you do this and why you like that part of it. And you like, you know, starting someone in sixth grade and like getting them all the way through high school, because also I'm sure as from a pro standpoint, you know, you're not constantly having to bring in new clients, right? Like, no, you have like a built-in client base. You not only fill your year, you fill years, plural. Right. So that's a huge pro. But it's not a pro if that would drive you insane. Oh, and no. it would drive me insane. So I would consider that to be a con for me. And so maybe what as a pro and a con can change from person to person. But um, 
But yeah, so just speaking from my standpoint, I love like working with new faces. Um, that's why I've, you know, delved so much into working in fashion and with mm -hmm. modeling and um, because that is, that's kind of my artistic expression is finding a new face that I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, like I get obsessed. I'm like, she's so beautiful. She's so this, she's so that. I love her features. I love this. And then I come up with this like really creative way to like, you know, make that that canvas, which is who she is, into something like that's really artistic. And I can do that once, twice, you know, maybe three times, but then it, it fades and it's not like, I mean, I, I think that can sound like kind of bad, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not, not bad. It's your creative love language. It is. That's all it is. And so if, if I do shoot with somebody again, there needs to be, I think, a long break between so that I can like come back refreshed and have like a new way of looking at it. Because for me, if I am shooting with the same person over and over, I do start to lose my creativity and I don't want that for me or for them. Exactly. I think that we touched on this. Actually, you brought it up that model teams are great in the beginning when you're trying to get established. And yeah. as you go long term, and, and we'll talk about the ideal, attracting your ideal client in another episode. But once you have attracted your ideal client and people are just organically booking you, um, I think that it's almost like a term life on the model cruise at that point. Yeah. And it's also a little bit weird for your clients too. At least I've seen, you know, that in my experience that clients who maybe come to you and they, they've seen your work, they love it or whatever, that maybe aren't very like familiar with your model team. And then all of a sudden they see that you're posting like picture after picture after picture in this many different locations with all these different people. And they're like, well, what, what is that? Are they, are they getting like some special, like, you know, extra attention for some reason? And, and so it can be, it's, I love what your concept is of like, you do model teams. That's what you do. And if somebody comes to you and they're not on the model team, well, maybe you don't have room for them. But I think it's really hard to do both really well. I think you, at least once you're established, kind of have to choose at some you do. point. And for me, I just chose to keep them because it it fulfilled more for me in that realm. And yes, their friends do come and book and that's great, but it, it, there's no right or wrong way to do a model team or not do a model team, I think. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the person running it, how they see their business and what fulfills them. And if you're not fulfilled, try the opposite approach. I love that. I actually just had a really long conversation with Sean Brown about this exact topic. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not the, not the model teams, but just about fulfillment. Filling. Yes. And, and what is it that fills your, your spirit and your creativity? Because I don't think we go into photography and, and to be our own boss in order to just do what everybody else wants us to do. Cause you can do that in a nine to five job, right? Mm -hmm. And you can get health benefits and all of those perks. <laughs> but if you're gonna, if you're gonna choose a creative profession and freelance and be your own boss, then you need to be like, 
honoring all of that part of you. And not that you not that I don't ever do things that I'm not like in love with. Yes. I mean, I do headshots and there's not anything like super creatively fulfilling about doing headshots, but they're easy, they're quick, and yes, we have to make money doing what we're doing. Um but but yeah, that's that's kind of my take on I that. I think what you're saying is we can't lose our creative vision. Yes. But we also have to run a business at the end of the day. Yes. And it's hard. It is so hard as a creative brain to be able to do both. I find that the business part is very difficult for most creatives. It is. But you touched upon the contracts. That's key. I think that we've all had to refer back to our contracts from time to time. And we thank the Lord we have them. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I've got I've got a couple stories that I could share with you about the the pros of having a contract. It's important to be able to reference the contract. Say, as for the contract you signed, please see attached. This yes. is what you're promised. Well, that's just the thing, because when people first come and they're signing up for the model team, everybody's super excited and the moms are all smiley and sweet as pie and the kids are so excited. And you could think to yourself, what could ever go wrong? These people, Everything. Are, these people are so happy. <laughs> and coming from somebody who prides themselves on professionalism and giving people what I said I was going to give them, I have still had one. Well, I can think of one person in particular um, that I was sharing with you earlier, Vicki, that, <laughs> that came to me at the end, like even after her daughter had already graduated and the team was already over. And I had offered a bonus shoot totally for free for a cap and gown. It wasn't even on the contract that I was going to offer it. So, but I wanted to give them something extra. It was COVID year and all that stuff. And so I offered it one day only from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And if you could make it great, if not, you know, that was what I was offering. And she was livid. <laughs> and this is you know, again, like two weeks ahead of time that I gave them this date, but her daughter had to work and how I could do this to her. And her daughter was in tears, tears, Vicki. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. Have oh, boundaries ever goodness. been set? And, and you set a boundary and that is important in this industry. We don't have Boy. enough boundaries. I know. And that's one thing that I've really had to learn pretty quickly is that if you're going to stay in business and be profitable and be successful, you're going to have to set boundaries. And let me just tell you, there's going to be people who do not like boundaries being set. No. And they will rebel against those boundaries. Um, just like a child would rebel against a boundary with a parent. Um, there's a lot of people out there who uh are expecting that they're going to get their way if they, you know, shout loud enough or whatever. Stomp their feet, make yes. enough noise. Um, so anyway, to make a long story short, she eventually like emailed me and said, you know, that they wanted a partial refund for the whole model team because their daughter did not receive the full experience. And she said, she didn't shoot with you as many times as you said she was going to and all that stuff. And so luckily I had them sign a contract and I pulled that little contract out and I sent her an email with not only the contract attached, but listed every shoot 
that I had done with her daughter and the dates and what we had done together. And you know what, Vicki? She actually got three more shoots than she was even supposed to get. And I got to go back to that mom and say, not only did I deliver what I said I was going to, I over-delivered. And that shut her right up. I never heard from her again. Well, and you have to do that. I think that it's imperative if you're going to have a model team in any aspect, whether between teens or seniors, that you have boundaries, that you enforce those boundaries. They sign a contract. You abide by the contract because it's not just, oh, and you make them pay. They have to be paying clients Mm. because we're not doing this for fun. But you have that one girl stomping her feet. The other girls on your team or guys, if you have both, are watching the outcome because if she gets a win and you move the boundary line, guess what? You're going to get 13, 14, 15 more emails from other parents. That is so true. And and I didn't delve into this, but um, there was a side note that this mom had tried to turn other moms mm-hmm. um, to her side of the story. And I did hear from one other mom, actually, who said... Um, I'm just emailing you because I've been hearing that there's a lot of other moms reaching out to you about, you know, getting a refund. And, you know, I know it was COVID, but, um, but I don't know that they got the full experience and it was really easy to shut that down too. I was like, well, actually it was one other mom, not all the moms. And here's how many times I shot with your daughter. And I think, you know, in this particular situation, I I do understand a little bit of the frustration because we were supposed to do a destination shoot and we had to reschedule three different times because of COVID. But back again to the contract, I did specify in the contract, thank God, that the destination shoot was not a given and it wasn't, uh, exactly. it was not a given. And I had no idea the pandemic was going to happen when they all signed that contract. Um, but So I was able to refer back to that and said, you know, every shoot that I said I would give you, I gave you and I gave you more because of the fact that we weren't able to do a destination shoot. And so, no, I don't owe you anything more. Never heard from her again either. Well, at the end of the day, you have the contract, you have the expectations outlined. I had a client in Model Crew about seven years ago. And she violated the terms of the contract. Oh, what'd she do? She went and was photographed by another up-and-coming photographer who knew that I had worked with her to help her pose and everything. And so she just wanted to swoop in and build a portfolio for free because she's so beautiful. (laughs) You know, I'll give you all the images. The girl fell for it. She posted it everywhere. Her mom posted it everywhere. Wow. Everyone on the team, there were 14 other people watching this. And at the time, I didn't realize they were watching. And that's where I was like, okay, there are side texts going on, I'm sure, and everything else after I figured this out, which I quickly decided, am I running a business or do I want to be popular? Yes. So when you're professional and you enforce the boundaries that you set, sometimes you will be unpopular. Sadly, in this instance, I was very unpopular because this girl was my best friend's niece. Wow. And it was crazy. So I let her go. 
Wow. I let them out of her contract. I got rid of all of her photos, took them off social media. I explained she was creating brand confusion Mm -hmm. by signing with me at the time. And I was putting her out there. And then she's with another photographer who's also putting her out there. They don't know who to book. Yeah. And the mom. That's the whole purpose of your model team. The mom was upset. Of course she was. But I had the opposite happen to me. Moms came to me and said, we were waiting to see what you were going to do. Yep. It could have been Pandora's box had I not enforced the boundary because all those other kids signed those contracts mm-hmm. and their moms because mm-hmm. the kid's not legally bound by the contract because they're minors. So the moms signed as well. Right. I just have them do it as a formality so that they know. And I actually read the contract to my clients with both of them present. Oh yeah. You take it another step further, which is awesome. And I give examples for every do and don't. Good for you. That's great. But I have never knock on wood had to take a person out of model crew again. But had I not, yeah. they would have been, it would have been a free for all. They would have been with every photographer, no repercussions. Now there's a monetary repercussion, which also I didn't have a monetary one at that point. I learned. And now seven years later, it costs you if you violate the contract. Well, you know what? Here's another thing that's a little bit more ambiguous, um, but real is that whether or not you realize it in the moment, you are developing a reputation mm-hmm. and you don't hear all the side conversations that are going on about you in this community, but they're happening. I promise you, right? They're happening. Oh, they're happening all and day long. And I have started to see now that I've been in business for a few years that people are treating me in a way that makes me realize that they know who I am before they even really start talking to me. And it's been really interesting. So kind of going back to the whole model team thing, this is fascinating. You're going to like this story, I think. So I had a girl book me for a senior session, not on the model team or anything, just booked me for her senior session and, you know, paid the fee and all that stuff. I haven't actually, this was this summer. I haven't even shot with her yet, but, um, but she's already paid for her session and it's, it's happening at the end of August. And then I had the mom email me and she said, Hey, Michelle, um, we just wanted to reach out to you because we're a little concerned. We know that, you know, we've booked you and everything for, for her senior session and we're super excited, but we had another photographer reach out to us who wants to have her on your, her model team. And she said, um, that, you know, she would like to book her for her senior session too. And we already explained that we, we've already booked you. And so, um, you know, that wasn't going to happen, but you know, if she still wanted, um, our daughter to be on our team, that that's, that was fine. And this other photographer who, by the way, I don't know, but she knows me. Okay. Said to this mom, well, you better ask Michelle if she can be on my team then. If she's, if you're doing senior pictures with her, cause I don't know if Michelle will like that. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing. And also like totally backwards, right? Oh. Because I don't care what she does. She has not signed a contract with me, whether she can shoot with other people. She's paying me for her senior sex. Exactly. It's totally different. It's totally backwards. 
And this other photographer was worried if I would be upset. And I'm just like, I don't care like what you do. Right. And I told her that I was like, no, you can be on a model team. I mean, you've booked me and, you know, you've paid the money. And I mean, that's not refundable. But um, but yeah, I just thought that was so so interesting. So it makes me wonder, like, I, I think I do have a reputation in my community for setting boundaries and for being, you know, I'm very, you know, I have fun with my girls. I, I'm, you know, I'm fun on photo shoots and, and most people describe me as like a kind person and fun to work with. But I think that people also know that I set firm boundaries and they don't, they know not to, you know, trample on that. Well, Chick-fil-A has boundaries. And look, and you know what? Now it's a joke, right? But yeah. people laugh about it and it's funny. But in the beginning, you know, everybody was all up in arms like, oh, they're not open on Sundays and they're this and they're that. Um, but now people just adapt. They're not exactly. open on Sundays. But they're running a business. That's the whole point. I think, and, and you can tell me I'm crazy, but I think that the photography industry, consumers, don't look at us the same as any other business. Or so, why is that though? I because of the boundary issue. Exactly. So, I think it's because we don't value it sometimes. And those of us that do value it are running businesses. Well, and and I've I've talked about this so many times. Um, you know, with people when I'm discussing, oh, just how how frustrating it can be for photographers who have people come to them and they're like, Oh, you're so expensive. You're so this, you're so that. Um, and, and they actually like listen to that and get upset about it and think, Oh, you know, like I'm, I'm, nobody's going to book me. They think I'm too expensive, all that stuff. And what I say to that is, and I know this is, sounds a little cliche, but do you go to your doctor and say, why are you so expensive? Do you go to your lawyer, your realtor? You know, what other business can you think of that anybody goes to and says, why are you so expensive? Can't you, can't you charge what so-and-so charges down the street? Like I would be laughed at an, out of an attorney's office if I tried to say that your hourly rate is uh double what so-and-so is charging across town um you're too expensive they would laugh at me and kick me out exactly and you know the last time i looked i have been quoted saying this a million times i know you've heard it it's never a compliment to be called cheap no god if you're cheap if you're the cheapest person in town then raise your prices you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna make it you're going to, you'll never make it no. because, um, oh, I have a good one for you. Have you heard of the book, the E-Myth? The what? E as in the letter E for entrepreneur, the okay. E-Myth. No, but I think I need to read it just from the title. You do. And basically the premise of this book is that there are so many people who go into business for themselves because they're really good at something, whether it be photography or writing or whatever. And they think, okay, so I'm really good at this thing. So I can go start a business for this thing and do well at business too. And that's just not how it works, right? So the e-myth is that the myth behind 
being an entrepreneur is that you just have to be good at something and then you can go into business for it. But you need to be, and this is the premise of the book, is that you need to be thinking of your business in the same way that someone who franchises their business thinks about it. And the reason being is that if you're franchising your business, not that I'm franchising or anybody should necessarily, but if you're franchising your business, what things do you need to do for your business that will make it so that if you need to replicate this and have somebody come in and take over your business, there's a manual, there's, you know, methods, there's this, there's that, that the way that your business works. And, um, and it's just really been fascinating to read this book because I think about all the things that I beat my head against the wall for so many years thinking I should be able to figure this out. Like I've got my finances are this way. I don't have my right insurance. Um, you know, because I was trying to do everything. Right. And this is getting out the topic of the model teams a little bit. So no, we'll have model to, teams is part but, of the business. They're, they're part, they are part of it. But um, yeah, you you... You can't just say, oh, okay, because I'm good at photography, I'm also going to be great at managing a team of 15 girls. Like, do you have experience working with teenagers in group settings? Because it's very different than working one-on-one -on -one with a teenage girl. I'll never forget the first time I went on a destination shoot with my model team without parents. Um, I'll never do that again. I'll ne I, I never go on a destination shoot. Like there was a fight that broke out between <laughs> best friends, mind you, within 20 minutes of getting in the car. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. We were stopped on the side of the road. <laughs> and you thought you were going to end up on YouTube, right? In some yeah. crazy cat fight video. Yeah. And that's what I think in that moment, I was like, wait a second. Do I have experience being a youth group leader? I do not. And so just because I can be creative with photography does not need necessarily mean I should be managing 15 girls by myself. Right. Right. You learn your limitations and you know your boundaries. Yes. Back to the whole boundaries thing. And I think that could be the word of the day is boundaries. Boundaries. What boundaries do you have in your business? Now, back to the senior teams. I mean, it's all relevant. But the pros and cons, should you have one? I think that that's an individual choice. I, I'm yes. over here on the pro side. I enjoy it. Yes, I've had some moments where I've been like, oh my God, what is unfolding before my eyes? And it's usually in the form of a momzilla mm -hmm. that made it through the interview with me. And I pride myself on the interview because the interview is key to, you know, ward them off. But you're over here like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. I'm happy where I'm at. My new chapter in my business is going to be without a team. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. No. It's just an individual way of running your business at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, think about like if I want to go to school to be a teacher, uh, I might be really good at working with kindergartners or I might want to work with, you know, chemistry and high school with high schoolers. Just because I'm a teacher doesn't mean that I can teach from kindergarten to 12th grade and no. be good at everything. So you have to find your niche yeah, and build it. 
And for you and for me, we both started with teams and it helped build our business. And some of us decided to stay in that lane and others can, you know, try something different that's going to work for them. Yes. That doesn't mean that I haven't thrown away my, my teams <laughs> many a times <laughs> and started new with a whole new idea. I, during COVID, I threw out what was working for me. Because I had a crazy notion that I wanted to try something else. And we'll touch upon that later. And it worked. Yeah. So A and B both work. I'm just sticking with B right now because I'm having a lot of fun with B. Well, there you go. If you're having fun with it and it's working for your business, then why change? Right. So, so I guess the question for our listeners is senior teams, pro or con, are you going to have one? Let us know. We really want to hear your thoughts yes. and and see where you're taking yours or not taking it. Are you parking it and walking away? Yeah, I want to hear. That's a wrap for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. We realize there are so many podcasts out there that you have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you are joining us and giving up a part of your day and ultimately just joining in on part of the conversation and the community. In addition, make sure you are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group, where photographers from across the globe contribute, give their input and their advice and share their experiences to help other photographers grow and learn. We would love for you to join us over there as well. We look forward to seeing you become part of the conversation. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that. It makes sure you keep up to date on all the content that we are putting out there. And we have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you throughout the year from industry leaders and members of the Senior Style Guide community. Thank you for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of our community and listening to future episodes.